0: You're very welcome to in after the weekend that was on the race course where Faco Duderis did the business at Ascot. We have a, a serious contender, or do we have a serious contender, I should say, uh, to rival Honey Succo for the champion hurdle in Tihapu and all the main talking points from the last three days or so. Stephen Mann uh, talking to Paul Kimmage as well in the Irish Sunday Independent yesterday on the continuation of Kimmage's pursuit of alleged doping in racing. And your list questions answered all in under an hour. Kevin Blakeshore, where would you get it? Where would you get it?
1: Nick, look, podcast, we are do in half an hour here.
0: <laughs> that's true, that's true, that's true. But there's, there's, there's four of us here, Ken, but it's just Nick, you know what I mean? So, like, we need we need to give everyone equal time. And Tony Calvin tends to ramble on on occasions. On. We have to allow for that. How are you, TC?
2: Yeah, not bad. Short and sharp this week. Good stuff, short and sharp.
0: And Vanessa, why are good? all good uh but before we get into the racing i do want to tell you about our bet cheltenham offer so grow your for cheltenham with a 30 round free bet pot you bet 20 pounds on horse racing in a week on the sports book or the exchange either one to add 10 pounds to your cheltenham free bet pot you might remember we did something uh, similar this time last year so it's all about growing your balance uh, for the Cheltenham festival terms and conditions uh, apply so you bet 20 pounds on a horse and um, in racing in a week you get 10 pounds for a free bet pot and so on towards the rest of the festival. The free bet will be credited on the 14th of March, just in time for your roar at Cheltenham and the very best of luck. I'll remind you again uh, of that before the end of the show. Let's kick off with um of de Kev, if you don't mind, um, because um, it was obviously a complete slog, lost in translation, ran an absolute crack as I said he would. <laughs> <laughs> Three yards, um, so I'm never ever backing <laughs> or tipping that horse again for the rest of my life. But like credit to the winner, he came out. Toughest of the tough that did finish.
1: Yeah, sure, it was great. Um, I, I was a bit worried about him early on, to be honest. I, I didn't feel he was in a great rhythm early on, and he ended up kind of dropping back to the rear. But he he, he came alive from halfway there, and uh, and he got the job done. And look, like we talked about in the preview, like like I told, he's won three grade ones now. Like I don't think he's a tip top grade one horse, but um, this was a great opportunity for him, uh, and it certainly helped that um, the likes of Saint Calibanas and Dashel Drasher and Lost Translation uh and mr fisher like ran miles below themselves you know that certainly helped um and he was still probably you know i didn't have a whole lot in the hand at the line so look job done grade one win in the bag from um you know open grade one with a horse like him is, is a great achievement um yeah and yeah onwards he goes It should look at, at time will tell if he goes to cheltenham um be decided to be closer to the time wouldn't be a shock to me if he skipped and was went to aintree fresh but um that'll be for, for jp and frank to decide
0: yeah, seven to one for the Reiner now. If you fancied him for that, um, TC it was a tough race to watch though, wasn't it? It was a right old slug.
2: Not as uh, not as bad as some of the races at the weekend. Um mm. no, I I don't think you can't rate it that highly. It probably wasn't one of his best performances, yeah. was it? I mean, two for gold for all. He was improving. Went in there for pretty lowly rate, rally rating, one hundred and fifty-four, if memory serves. And the one in third, Fanny and Destraval, who I who I fancied and ended up backing each way when it hit fade to two didn't jump a didn't jump a fence really stickily run no kind of race really and that you know in another hundred yards that might have finished second so mm. I don't think it's um, I don't think it's a greatest grade one and I certainly don't think it was the best performance um, uh, from the winners in his career but I, I think it's the kind of performance in that kind of ground that would have taken something out of him so like in common with all the horses that that ran Lung busters at, at the weekend I suspect. That might have left its mark, and maybe Aintree rather than Cheltenham is, is the way they'll play it. But y- yeah,
0: he's, decided. Got a, he's not a certainty to go to, to
2: Cheltenham Festival, we know, uh, Vanessa. And Mellon
0: also ran at Gorham Park and, and, and did what he had to do. He's 12 now for the Ryder. And I guess you won, moment,
1: have I, Mellon? <laughs> hurry,
0: yeah. He finally got there. My God, that horse's confidence must be through the floor after all the beatings he's been um, things. But like, in terms of the Ryder picture, Vanessa, if you're looking for an alternative to Alaho, which I don't think many people will be, to be honest, are either Factor or Melon
3: appeal to you uh in short no i don't okay. think fakir will go there really obviously they've got a very good race planner and i presume that he'll use his head and the yeah Lord's frank the frank berry <laughs> oh no i definitely did, i definitely didn't mean you kevin don't worry yeah. about that
2: yeah. uh, jp you know. tells frank frank tells joseph joseph tells kevin yeah yeah, exactly,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah about exactly. right
2: yeah. <laughs> he's a glorified
0: secretary he he he's a glorified so- secretary he tells
3: though. you loads about kevin's ego that he immediately thought that was him Two shivers, Kevin. Maybe. Two
2: shivers. <laughs> A
3: compliment that must be aimed at me. <laughs> we've
2: got some filing. We've Got some, we've got some
0: filing, filing at the back
3: that hasn't been done in the last five years, Kevin. You just um... go on, step up, <laughs> Kev, Step up. Uh, no, basically neither of those appeal to me at all for the Ryanair. To be honest with you, yeah. disappointments in behind as Kevin has listed, and all notes taken. Re what Tony's just said, I do expect Backett to go to Aintree and Mellon. Great seeing back in the winners' enclosure, but do I think he's going to get anywhere near the winners' enclosure at Cheltenham? know if he goes and I don't even know if he will go. So all in all, a bit meh from me. Yeah,
2: a bit meh. I have actually I've actually well, I did actually back Mellon 14s and I want to know back the Ryanair after the weekend. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I say you've got the second favourite in there, St. Calvados bleeding um in the Bet for Ascot chase. So mm. is he going to go there? Probably not. You have a look at that race, maybe Janadil, it's not, not a lot of depth to the race and Melon turns up and obviously given his given his Cheltenham record and his, and his runs early in the season. Um, I think it's hard to see him finish out of frame if he goes down that road, if he goes down that road, but that's what you've got No number one I know about the sportsbook for. Yeah, 14-1 to one is not bad at all, I have to say. Um, the champion hurdle picture then, um,
0: you know, did we see, Vanessa, something that would interest you in challenging Honeysuckle at the top of the market, either from Adagio or from Tihupu for Gordon Elliott, who also ran uh, at Corham Park on Saturday and run one pretty nicely. He's been a really progressive horse over the last few months or so, but either of those in the frame for you?
3: Uh, Both of them really add add to the champion hurdle picture, definitely. Um, And we needed something to add to it. I'm not saying it's it's still not the most exciting race in the history of the world with Honeysuckle (laughs) up at the top of the market and, you know, set to dominate as she should really, but Tiyupu is still a complete unknown. And that race was interesting. You know, it looked to be a muddling pace with a variety of sort of quirky leaders up front for most of the race. And I think his jumping could have been slicker. I think there's still work to be done there. Um, But it's the manner in which he picked up. From the home bend to the line, really, and the way he put the bed, the race to bed so quickly, and that sort of turn of speed he showed in ground, which I don't think will be his ideal. He's, he's actually a very nice mover. I think he'll really appreciate a bit better ground and a more strongly run and even run race in a champion hurdle. You yeah, know, he's beaten a horse that doesn't even have a champion hurdle entry, and the horse back in third didn't seem to run his, Quilixios didn't run his sort of race, and he's no. already dumped him three times. So it is what it is, but the man. In which he did it was nice and he definitely had something on better ground true run race definitely adds something to the champion hurdle and for Adagio I thought he ran an absolute blinder I was delighted to see him run that sort of race behind Goshen Goshen's a hard fit horse who's um, you know going right-handed at a track like that over two miles has got loads of talent and ability. And yes, we crab him for going what he does left-handed a lot of the time and how he can run occasionally. But when he's on a going day like that, Goshen's a bloody good horse. And Adagio off a long break, still relatively young, still taking steps forward in his career, I am you know, he again definitely adds something to the champion hurdle picture. So I think that really added a bit of salt and pepper to the mix. Listening
0: to Jamie Moore speak after uh, Goshen won uh, TC, I, I do feel yeah. a bit bad that I, I you know, I've talked the piss out of this horse relentlessly for the last yeah. year or so <laughs> because they honestly absolutely adore him.
2: They adore him. Yeah. yeah, but you've got to remember there was a, that brilliant um, interview with uh, Matt Chapman and Jamie Moore after...
3: I love horse, that the horse.
2: The horse took the piss out of him at Lingfield when yeah. he was clearly the best horse of the race by twenty lengths, but he just yeah. he just made <laughs> his life an absolute misery. So you know, I think I think you're justified. You know, if you'd have asked Jamie Moore if he's if your comments were bang on the mark after that, he would have said yeah, hundred percent and then some. So um, I, I, yeah, I think you, you're right. We all know the horse now that probably never go left-handed again. But then again, I think I, I heard Gary. Uh, on the TV yesterday saying, oh, they might give it one more chance at entry, oh, but, no. but you know, who knows? Um, but wow. yeah i um I don't know what to make of that two race. I mean if you said if you said a couple of months ago that a eleven leg beating of Durasso of levels would make you third favorite of the champion Hurdle, you'd have laughed at it. but has come forward a bit since then. Um, yeah, i mean he's he's obviously he's obviously into about ten to one now he's more than justified, but I think if there, was a, if there was a Cheltenham Festival winner come out of that race, it was a tide turns in fourth. I, mean, I don't know what market's going to get from the boot. Well, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, was there a steward's in, report into that, that running and riding of that horse? Uh, I, did
1: I check, actually. It did, uh, it did certainly catch my eye as well. Jesus. As see, yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, no, no wonder why he went into as short as fives. You know, all, all the handicap merchants were out the weights and entries. I mean, they all got stuck in, didn't they? But I mean, it's not out of the realms of possibility. The handicap will refuse to give him a mark after that, is it? god oh, dearie me eye catcher or what um yeah i i i, like I said tihipu i'm i'm with vanessa if ajaji on the exchange is nearly three times the price of um of tihipu uh and i thought adjadji ran a really good race um although it was getting weight and obviously got beaten but as vanessa said first run for a long time i think he would appreciate the likely better ground at Cheltenham, even though yeah. you know they, they're saying it's probably going to be soft. So I thought that, and obviously you've got to look at Adagio's course record: um, four starts, three seconds, one win. Um, yeah, my, I, if you ask me to have a bet now, each way or without the favourite markets, um, Tikipu or Adagio, I would be in V's camp and Adagio. Yeah, I
1: ironically, CC that the IHRB website was moving very slowly for me there, but I did get there in the end and there was there was no uh, running report there.
2: Uh, <laughs> it was a good one, wasn't it? It was, it was quite a promising one, actually.
1: Mm. <laughs> one, one of those you'd love uh, you'd love to have to be able to tap into the writer's thoughts there. Throughout yeah. that race, especially coming down to the second last, but uh, but there you go. made maybe a noise. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're being too made a noise. All. What should you make it?
0: What should you make it? The two mile hurdles Kev? Were you t Were you, you soon to be impressed, or do you think
1: that ah, I, I was actually? I was, and I'd agree with TC. I think Durasso has come forward a little bit this season, and okay. there's no reason to think that he didn't run his race. and Poo you know, like whacked him, like hammered him, um, you know uh and I, I suppose it kind of sums up how desperate we are for champion hurdle contenders that the I two know. the two we've talked about are two five-year-olds so Sure, we are not that far removed from five-year-olds can't possibly win a champion hurdle oh. yeah. um but i think that those two are viable contenders now um you know where that reflects the rest more so than themselves and there's probably an element to that but i was quite impressed with tia um like he didn't go to any of the big spring festivals um, he was beaten at Fairy House last season, but at the end of the day, he's, he's six and seven over hurdles. He's just whacked an, an older horse that's rated, you know, 155 off levels, you know, and, and he gave every indication that he ran his race. So like on, on weights and measures, like he has to be on the scene, certainly, you know, away from Honeysuckle. So um, he, I, he, I'd rather him than Adagio. But um, yeah it's still honeysuckle. sockle. Um, would have so slept soundly on Saturday night. That,
3: that's two votes for Adagia yeah, and one vote for Tiapu.
1: And my mm. own as usual. Yeah.
3: What? <laughs> what what uh,
0: wasn't Esbard Allen fired when he want
1: to know? Was he? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, there has uh, there yeah. has been a couple, but it was yeah, the trends yeah. boys for, for many years, but it would catch, catch it was 5 wasn't Catch it, catch Yeah, catch five, yeah, the, the, catch those five. are the those are the two.
3: These yeah. historical yeah. stats are right up my street. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah how many of how right. many of them are favorites though? That's the thing I'm I want it,
2: to know. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. But they wouldn't have won if they were backed into favoritism, though. That's, <laughs> <are. I think laughs> that's the
3: thing, Tony. That's, I'm yeah, glad you finally <laughs> copped on.
1: That's,
2: the key. I'm a that's the key point. <laughs> I'm a cumber. <convert.
3: laughs> good stuff. And um, what
0: about um good risk at all then? Um uh, the Carl Cup, I think know. seven. Okay, well, Vanessa, seven to one for the Carl Cup. Um, Which seems to be uh, what most people think is the target at the festival. If you think he might run in the Ballymore, I think tens from twenty fives. But yeah, what did you make first of all?
3: Well, I was delighted to see him do that. We made. I made my case for him on. Oh my god, I've got nervous racing only better.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay all right
3: <laughs> thank god for that thank god for that <laughs> um i made my case on that show i was taken with him the run before and then obviously he's made a mockery of his mark stepping up in trip uh so i was delighted to see him do what he did obviously he's gonna get a real hike in the weights i think i'd much prefer him to go to the coral cup rather than the valley i think he'd have to step up another 10 pounds again probably to be in the mix for the Ballymore. um I don't think he's that sort of horse. And I think he might need a bit of ease in the ground, but uh, delighted to see what he did. I think this is his perfect trip at this time, the two and a half miles. And I think he's, I wouldn't be taking his price at the moment in the Coral Cup. I think people probably got a touch over excited. And he's found himself at the top of the market. I haven't done a deep dive into the Coral Cup by any stretch of the imagination.
1: why not? The the entries are due out soon. Uh, The the weights a couple of weeks after that, you know. The
3: The
2: weights are out tomorrow, I think. No, the the entries happened?
1: are out, the entries are out, then the weights are out, like another, I don't know. Oh, do oh, so you get the entries
2: out, yeah. and the weights at the same time? No, 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 no. they make, you, they make oh. you
1: wait, TC, they wouldn't want you to die of overexcitement. <laughs> yeah,
3: so, uh, so I don't know why I haven't done a deep dive into that race quite yet, you know, three weeks before the festival, but either way, uh, I haven't, and I just think the fact he's as short as he is is just recency bias and overexcitement.
0: Mm. March the 1st, the weights are out, um, so we're, oh. we'll wait with anticipation for those. <laughs> what about... Um, what about Henry Daly? Obviously, a fantastic weekend. I just oh, saw a picture yeah. of um, Fortescue, Hillcrest, and uh, Guillemot at, um, at the Yard, just being out, enjoying, obviously, a, b- a bit of a relaxation as well. Um, Hillcrest is a really popular horse, to you, you know, big galloper as well. Um, and I think somebody compared him to, to Carvis. He's a new Carver's Hill. It's also awesome, somebody compared. Him. But obviously, you know, fantastic performance by the Yard.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, think. yesterday morning I was, I was going through Odds um, Check and having a look at all the prices. I thought the 7 to 1, I want to know about Hillcrest. <laughs> Uh, for the Albert Bartlett well, I thought was um, was quite attractive. Um again seven years of age. It's another one it's another one where we don't know if he's going to go to the race, but that's why the non runner money back is is fair enough. And and unlike most non money back prices, the the, the seven to one non one bet was quite similar to the win-only all in exchange price. So I thought, he'll, I thought he was massively impressive. He saw off a decent horse in Green Book, had him crying enough well before the straight, and he's just power clear, didn't he? doesn't he? So yeah. whether or not he goes, oh, I'm not sure. Just coming back to good risk at all. Mm-hmm. I think Sam Thomas just got away lightly here, hasn't he? I mean, he I mean, he didn't get him qualified for the betford Hurdle. <laughs> And, and that obviously that horse of a mark of 127 <laughs> in the Betfair hurdle absolutely gags up by about 10 lengths, And that's a 155 grand race. He went to 50 grand race at Ascot. Not one person said to him, don't you feel a bit, bit of a prick by uh, yeah. not getting him qualified for Newbury properly? That's a good point. That's that good would point. be the first question I would have asked him. And I know, I'm I'm like, mature, you're a horrible man, TC. I know. Colorado, but come just on. After
1: the big and, he, and he
3: blamed the trip as well. He what's, what's, the the, trip.
2: what's what's the most newsworthy line there for a negative <laughs> bastard like me? Go <laughs> for the jugular. Don't let him get. Oh, hell, he <laughs> yeah, he won well here. Yeah. But yeah I would yeah, I, yeah. I would have gone I would have gone after him about Newbury. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And then after that, and then after
1: that, TC, you could have went down the line of... Did you win a little bit too easy here? What
2: well, this is the whole point. Why I mean, <laughs> would it's like, um, it's like, does he know, you know, being clipped from fives to eights for the ultimate? I mean, he, I mean does he know beat a uh, 143 rated horse off levels by 14 legs? So he's going to go up at least probably seven to 10 pounds. And they're shortening him for the ultimate. And, it, and it's like, good risk at all is being short for the Coral Cup. He's just beaten a, a decent a, a decent yardstick in St. Christopher Wood, who ran an absolute cracker, actually. He's, he's probably a, a oh, runner yeah. in the county hurdle, stepping down a trip. They want to go that on the first run for Nisha. He's beaten Christopher Wood nine lengths, oh. and it's about 44 <laughs> lengths back to the third. So he's going to go <laughs> up minimum a stone, and people are cutting him on the back of that for the Coral Cup. I mean, I mean, and not only cutting him, but slashing him.
1: Yeah, you see another key difference between the Irish and the English, TC. Wouldn't have happened with an Irish horse. They've been it up for the last six months. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I hesitate
2: to mention the tie turns again, but possibly, <laughs> possibly, uh, possibly.
0: <laughs> um, what about um, for, uh, for the Grand National again? Any chance that Ford's Q is going to beat Santini um, in the Grand National, TC? You reckon, or uh, how do you see that one going?
2: <laughs> <laughs> after he finishes a next second in the Gold Cup again oh. he's going to be thrown in off a mark of 153 they're going to go to Aintree and they're not, going to, they're not going to know which way he's gone yet. mainly because he'll probably be at the back of the TV before yeah. charging on late come Aint. on
1: the no so I,
2: I, I put him up at 50s because I do think he's tailor made for it whether or not they go there Obviously, it all depends on Cheltenham, but does, yeah. you know, for for you know, if ever if ever a boat was crying out for four and a half miles off a mm. falling handicap mark when he's reviving in form, I thought Santini was 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 the pick of the weights for me. And in fact, I, you know, time for about that because I only had him a pound off uh, a pound off top rate of there. So yeah, yeah not... on, see, see. no, that's that's it really.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll we'll discuss the the national weights in more depth later. But have, before we get there, if you want to occupy yourself, just have a look at Santini and the way he's been handicapped in his last four runs. Like my God, D- down uh, down his, his last three runs. Sorry, down a stone in his last three runs. Including Excellent getting dropped a pound. The but people in, would. Well. dropped a pound for a lovely two and a half yeah. leg like, second the
3: chantry house. This- I mean, that's a lovely, pounds. absolutely lovely, handicapping. When, I don't when know a horse, when a horse
2: is is you know plummeting down the handicap and returning to form, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a recipe for a bet. <laughs> he, he was he was chalked up at fifties by the sports tell biggest you what, price you- immediately after the weight. It's enormous price. I look, I get the fact he might not run there because if he blows out of Cheltenham, they're unlikely to go there. But if he runs a decent place race, fourth, fifth, or sixth, and off that kind of mark or on a on a on a race that's. You know, really should suit him. He's got to be a, he's got to be a player. Come on, the teeny.
3: Kevin, the handicapping appeal system doesn't get utilised enough over here in the UK, but I bet you they've had very few this year.
1: Oh, Christ, yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. Just, if they want, to, if they they want, want
0: to, to slap a few bit of weight on them, just send them over to Ireland and the handicapper will advise everything and just throw them up uh, another three stone. Oh element, right? We'll,
1: we'll anyway. talk about it more later, but yeah, this, this is a fairly stark example of what's going on at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay guys, footsteps
0: to the festival We're going to talk about the bumper This is going to be a short conversation I think Fasio Vega wins easily um, I know Tony Cal is a huge fan of bumper So we might start with you Kev um, I, did see Jamie, I did see Jamie Codd uh, talk about American Mike And say, now I know jockeys sometimes have to say this And they often do say this Well I wouldn't change or swap my horse for any other horse in the race Blah 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 But like on the basis of what you've seen Fasio Vega, American Mike at the top of the market Kev Who are you on? Who are you having?
1: I'm sure they're both smashers like and it's eerily similar to last year with with Kill Croft versus um, Sir Gerhardt you know they've they've very very similar profiles um I sided with Sir Gerhardt last year and I think I'm siding with American Mike this year um controversial it is controversial (laughs)
3: he's three to one not thirty three to one
0: we're all we're all about (laughs) recency bias here trust me Trust me.
2: You think free to one is controversial. Trust me.
0: You <laughs> comes out in the sweat at the thought of back in I the treehouse. Couldn't uh, even
2: consider it. Four to five class of Vegas way
0: better the week
2: than weekly. You the mean now. I? You mean I get a multiple of my state back if it wins? Oh, <laughs> I mean, well, skin, how, skin, how do you even skin. make money?
1: <laughs> excuse yeah. me mr cashier i think there's been a mistake you've given yeah, me too much money What <laughs> want to check want to check that docket
0: again really i
1: can keep it thanks anyway go on american mike um, yeah i just wouldn't have much between them but like, they've, they've both been really impressive you know fast alvega probably has more depth um to his form um but stylistically like i thought american mike has been brilliant he, he was sharp on the clock um i think particularly the first his first bumper win uh, and like I don't think there's a mountain between them and there's there's a bit of a gap between the prices it's not, not a big view now but um, I would prefer American Mike out of the mm-hmm. two
0: yeah okay well go on so TC of the two
2: these puts after the festival they, they're bad news because I ended up having a better of them. I, I didn't hear but In remember, I remember this is where Kev's famed without Irish market might come into play.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I remember
2: speaking to Lofty about this immediately after the Cheltenham win. There's a mayor of Mullenbeg, a mayor of, a mayor of uh, Milton Harris called Mullenbeg. He, she picked up at Cheltenham on the, on the run in there. She picked up, and, and, and um, Dan said it, she picked up like that, that scene from a Bond movie where he clicks into the electrics and the horse just takes off. The one with Christopher Walken. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, in, based, based in France um, yeah I mean that Milton Harris is that mayor that Mullenbeg, I don't know where he's going there, that 33 to 1 shot on the exchange, I mean I was massively taken by that, that finishing effort it, you know it's shades of tell me something girl and vanilla at the festival, it, was, it really did take off, so if you know, if there is a without island market and I think yeah. Kevin's, Kevin's <laughs> Peyton did that idea, Mullenbeg <laughs> would interest me at a very big price um, T.C. What price do you think it would be? This, this is Kevin Blake specials now. We
0: just call it Kevin Blake special. So betting without the Irish market. So yeah. what price do you think um, <laughs> England to beat the French in the Pressbury Cup is betting without the Irish? <laughs>
2: I wouldn't back him myself here. I'm, tell you, I'm telling you, tell you now, know. the way the UK handicap has been treating, our, been treating our horses, I think you could get your arse whipped. Uh, your no, yeah, uh,
0: Big talk, big talk, we'll
2: see, we'll see.
0: What do you reckon, Vanessa? I don't a give a shit. Well, I, I you, don't
2: care, <laughs> I don't, like I said, I don't care if they're in Azerbaijan. I don't, as long as I back them, I don't give <laughs> yeah. a shit where they come
0: from. Who has a bunch of horses being entered in the old handicaps, all right? Vanessa, um, Facial <laughs> Vega, American Mike, or something else? <laughs>
3: Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be having a bet in this race at the moment. Look, Fassel Vega and American Mike, they've had the opportunity. They've had more opportunity than Redemption Day, um, mm. among others, I suppose. Redemption Day is probably the unknown in there that's of interest, that third favorite at the moment. Mercury as well, but obviously four year old. And I, I don't know, I'd be more tempted towards Redemption Day, probably at the prices just because Facile Vega is too short. Um, no 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 No. No. that price is not too short that (laughs) price is an excellent price look it's just the thing is is we've seen it before haven't we so many times with the bumper uh loads of talking horses coming into it and willie mullins will have about four runners and one could easily outrun its price at a bigger price and at the moment i just don't know which that horse is but i guess i was so taken with redemption day haven't seen him since that one start um, but they haven't also like the Mullins team has made some whispers about just, you know, Fas Alvegas great, but the horses at home aren't that far behind him or he isn't that far ahead yeah. of the horses at home. Those sort of whispers have been said. Mm. And so Redemption Day just hasn't had the opportunity yet. Who's, you know, I, the prices I'd take a swing at a horse like him over Fas Vega and American Mike at the moment.
0: Yeah, and I thought the other horse of uh, Rich Richie's, Mercury, who run, um, ran at Gorham Park on Tuesday's day, I mean, he looked yeah, pretty, pretty special mm-hmm. as well, so I don't even think he's going to Cheltenham by the sounds of things, but anyway, um, yeah, look, it'll be interesting to see, I guess, closer to the time, what kind of shape the prices take up. As regards to the Mayor's Chase then, Kev, um, Concertista, uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of, um, but you've got horses in here like Mount Ida, who won at the festival last year as well, Riviere de Tell ran a cracker in behind and the last day for Gordon Elliott. Um, Stormy Ireland, I mean, like, sorry, that's from the mayor's and uh, The Glancing Queen, I should say, is in at 8-1 as well. But Concertista is your five-to-two favourite for the mayor's chase. Um, is she uh, a horse that appeals to you in this, or no?
1: Um, yeah, I think she's pretty solid, too, you know, in fairness. Like, like she's been the champion. <laughs> she won the mayor's novice. She was just touched off in the, in the mayor's herd last year. She's two from two over fences, haven't done it well. Like, Mount Ida is a mayor I love, but, like, you'd have to be, like... It was generally one of the most astounding performances I think I've ever seen at Cheltenham, you know, last year. Uh, and I, I was waiting on her in a big way. And I, I was literally texting people after two fences Go, Well, that was fun about it last? Unbelievable. Uh, like, she had Unbelievable. No she had Unbelievable. No chance. Unbelievable. No chance. Yeah. And, and to, for her to come back and win, it was like genuinely incredible. But you would still be a bit worried about her go back left handed. Like uh, she does do that. She does like j- jump out to her right um, mm-hmm. and has done it the whole, you know, throughout her career. Um, and, and like they've kept her right-handed since and she, she's largely been very good she beat Eddie May last time but just go left-handed again would, would have the frighteners up you um, so that would be the main concern with her you know mm-hmm.
0: yeah and um, what about you Vanessa in terms of the Mayor's chase she's also obviously entered in the Mayor's hurdle and 7-2 concertista so I don't know whichever you think she's going to go for but um, is there something that appeals of the Mayor's in the chase Vanessa for you at this stage
3: um, relatively tempted by Ellie May. obviously just t- touched off in the race last year. Um, comes after that good performance, having had the cheap pieces added. I think they'll keep cheap pieces on her. Um, it's kind of been well covered about Willie Mullins using headgear and a few more bits and pieces of equipment in more recent times. And this seemed to benefit her. Um, it was good to see her back on track the last time we saw her. I, like I said, I think she probably comes in in similar form into this race in similar form to that that she was in this time last year when she was sent off the six to four favourite, uh, with the cheap pieces eking out a bit of improvement, maybe her. Um, the Mount Ida form is decent and the run last time out was decent. But um, Zambella's probably too big a price from over here in the UK. Obviously, she won that nothingness race at Utoxita last time out. She should be three from three. Uh, yeah, but she ran in that race over two miles which is too short for her this is obviously mm-hmm. much more her, her trip she is going to I think she is going to run here and um, I was surprised when I saw her at Utoxita although I'm not reading anything into that form just in terms of the horse that she is in my head I had her as quite a small individual it was probably the finished article but then when I saw her in the paddock before and after she's definitely not she's only a seven year old she's a touch younger than a few in here she probably still has a mm-hmm. fraction of improvement in her she's been caught out at this slightly higher level before but I just wondered if she's coming into this race in excellent form now they've targeted it it's her ideal trip ground maybe a touch of a concern does she need it on the softer side maybe she's a big enough price that I'd have an each way bet on her
0: Okay, very good. And um, I, I, one thousand to one. By the way, uh, Mendoza traded last year when she was in running. I, I was on her for that race as well, Kevin. I just nearly tore up my docket in frustration, but it was unbelievable. You have a
2: bet though, Tony Calvin, the Meres Chase. What yes. Hope- um, again, Vanessa's stolen my thunder. Um, oh,
3: sorry. I, I've, uh, <laughs> I've had a bet.
2: I've had a bet on it. I've had a bet on her, and she's still top price 14s, no No money, money back. And that this is Zambella. Go on, that is Tony. Zambella at make, fourteen. You'll
3: that, make a much better case. Zambella at
2: fourteen Do you want to one. Now. Uh, I don't sleep, and I did start looking at this race at four o'clock at Sunday morning. Trust me, I, I did. Uh, I, obviously, we got the running order, so I, I went back and I had a look. And I, in the race last year, I didn't realise how well she was going. Now she jumped a bit stickling until then, but she was yeah. still going quite well on the inner, and before you know, crumbling two out and. I think she would have played a, a, a role. I think she would have played a role there. So I, I think, And her
3: jumping is better this season, I think, Terry. Yeah, I think yeah. she's got like her was... jumping.
2: But yeah, I mean, if you go back and have a look at that race, I mean, she was 28 to 1. She was training at 5.2 when she went down there. That gives you some idea, some indication of how well she's going. Uh and this season I've been very impressed by her. Um that they've they decided the best way to um, target a season is having lots of space between races. So they, even though it's over two miles, they beat themselves up for coming out um, so soon when she got beaten there, she was, you know, impressive last time. Um, she was really impressive when beating Annie Mack at, uh, at Aintree as well. Um, what's that guy from ITV who loves Annie Mack? Oh, uh, Chris Hughes. Uh, Chris Hughes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris Hughes. I, I bet he was crying after that defeat as well. Um <laughs> no i i think she's wow. really, uh, <laughs> i think she's i think she's really i think she's massively overpriced i know you know all the irish got the best horses but 40 to <laughs> big. i know 40 to one's i know uh, for the 40 to one, and what really i she was actually in the betfair ascot chase um, just before the monday decks and i thought they would roll the dice there and and, and, and get her in yeah. there uh, getting seven pounds and the way the race panned out is yeah. softening ground. I think she would have. Uh, uh, I think she would have played a blinder there. But again, coming back to it, they, 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 they campaigned to given her lots of space between races. It's why they bypassed Ascot, going back there, I think fourteen to one, giving her giving her body of form or how well she was going last year and how you know, like, as Vanessa said, how well she's been jumping. 14-1 uh, to 1 standout at the Betfair Sportsbook, I would definitely recommend a bet on hand. That's a good, that's a good I, case. I, I, case I, I, Hugh, sorry,
1: just, just, just before I move on, I just want to congratulate the Cheltenham executive as well. They got a lot of flack when they brought in this race, you And look, it takes time for these things to build. This is year two, yeah. and they've been yeah. rewarded with an entry of 15 mayors, half of which are useless <laughs> and and, or, or won't run. Um, yeah. So this is a wonderful addition and wonderful I can't addition. wait for the fifth day of the championship. Festival oh, contest it's to today! It's going to be great. You misery, you're TCS,
3: misery, Kevin. TC, <laughs> wait, wait, you
1: know right, wait! Right. None of that time time
2: negativity here. You. You. You're treading on my turf, there. Yeah, yeah. They exactly. They,
1: they, they could have used their brains and made this a handicap, and they might have got a half decent field of mares for. But there we go. Yeah, but there you go. So <laughs>
3: Vanessa and Tony, Kevin, bang in there like a double bone, just causing damage.
2: I tell you what would really set him off. If they <laughs> if they um, if they went down this route with Riviere de tell and took away from the Arkle, that would really do his I tell poison, you. It? Yeah,
1: yeah, I oh, oh, see. Well, there you go.
0: And Kevin and or, sorry, I should say, Tony and Vanessa said a very good case there in the mayor's Chase. And if all the Irish horses dropped dead, they might well have a <laughs> chance. And The mayor's over <laughs> at fourteen. Very- Come in. <laughs> Very quickly, the Maris Hurdle, tell me something, Girl Three. One obviously course formed from Chapman last year. Constantine's is all centered in this. You've got Royal Kahala. Stormy Ireland for me, if she goes for this, I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, you know, Danny on board, maybe I don't know. He seems to get the best tune out of her. And um, but yeah, anyone anyone has a strong opinion on the Maris Hurdle before we move no, on? No, no, no. no it's no. a no from me. No from me. Hey. We will leave that then. Just a reminder of our Betfair Cheltenham offer as well. So once again, just to build your pot for uh, the Shetland Festival with a £30 free bet pot, bet £20 on horse racing in a week on the Sportsbook or the Exchange to add £10 to your Sheldon free bet pot. And Terms and conditions apply. Just to give you an example, so you bet £20 on horse racing. You can put it across multiples. You can have it on one horse. It doesn't matter. And um, On horse racing in a week, you get £10 for your free bet pot uh, building towards your £30 Bet pot for the Chatham Festival, uh, and we'll remind you of that before the festival itself. Okay, we have a story to deal with in the Sunday Independent yesterday. I did mention, um, I did put it up yesterday for for Tony and for Vanessa uh, to read. Um, obviously, because the Sunday Independent, the Irish Independent, not freely available in the UK, so you've all um managed to read the story itself. It's Paul Kimmage, uh, and he's talking to and interviewing a Stephen Mann. So, for those who don't know what Stephen Mann is, he is uh an Irish racehorse trainer, um, a kind of a failed jockey, if you like, talk about race training, but he has been in the paper for all sorts of wrong reasons over the years, mostly to do with neglect neglect and cruelty to uh, horses under his care. Um, He's been fined several times. He's currently serving a a four-year ban reduced to three and a half years from 2021, the longest ever suspension of a training licence in Ireland for a multitude of welfare and care shortcomings um, for horses in his care. He is an extremely uh, controversial character, Um, He has been talking to Paul Kimmage and the issue that Paul Kimmage, which has been writing about for the last um, few months now, of alleged doping and horse racing, which all started with his interview with Jim Bulger going way back um, to last year. Kevin Blake, um, this is a, a story that Paul Kimmage is not going away from, and he is producing the second part of this piece next week in the Irish Sunday Independent. But your general thoughts of what you read in the
1: Sunday Independent yesterday, please. Um, yeah, I, I found it a bit kind of curious in places, too. There was a big, big spread. Um, and look, I suppose, uh, much like how we commented on, you know, Paul Kimmage's last series of articles, um, you just, you finish it and you're kind of saying to yourself, right, what what did we get that's new in this? Did we get any new revelations? You know, we're, we're ultimately, and uh, look, don't get me wrong, there was bits of interest in it, but ultimately we're, we're kind of 18 months into this saga, since Jim Bulger first and went public with his concerns, and you know, 18 months down the line, and we're still in the wheelhouse of trainer X and John Doe. You know, something that uh, that 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 that's an unnamed source said to Stephen Mahan, who in turn said it to Jim Bulger, who in turn went public with his concerns. You know, we Chinese, you know, i don't want to sound dismissive but you know it is ultimately chinese whispers and you know you just like, like we've all said on this issue for so so long like and, and you know i'm kind of well established as a kind of a heavy critic of the ihrb and i'd like to think i have a healthy skepticism when it comes to drugs and racing but you know we need more we need something more solid than this you know don't we you know we, we all want cheats slung out of the game found out and punished heavily but i don't think this is progressing the thing and it, it's just you know adding further fuel to gossip mongers and people. There, there is a cohort of people that love this trainer X John Doe stuff because they can stick whatever name beside it that they want um, and, and have a great little chit chat about it. But um, I, I thought it was curious. Um, Were you you surprised?
0: Were you, Kevin? Were you surprised as much as a lot of people were in my sense of, again, um, getting reaction from people who've read this piece that initially when they saw Stephen Mann's face printed across the front page of the article, there was an awful lot of raised eyebrows um, that Paul Kimmage would be investing um, much time in somebody with a horrific record um, over the years of um, neglect and mistreatment of horses going all the way back to 2007 um, when he was ordered to pay that uh, €34,000 fine. Um, for horses under his care that had, and I don't want to upset people but here, but had eaten their own tendons after being left untreated and unsupervised under his care. I mean, it really is, the details of that case are absolutely horrific and upsetting. And, and it doesn't stop there. 2018, four more horses under his care, to the stage there that Stephen Mann is not even allowed to own a, a dog. Does that take away from the credibility of the person that Paul Kimmage is talking to in your view?
1: Uh, well, I think a lot of people were taken aback that that's who he, he chose to spoke to, because, look, um, you know, a, a witness doesn't have to be credible to tell you the truth. Um, you know, I suppose we have to qualify it as that. But, you know, it does certainly reduce the the weight of what's being said, you know, because like in any court case, you know, the, the judge and, the, you know, will, will seek to establish the credibility of the of the witness and um, when you come in with a track record that you've outlined there, it just doesn't have as much weight. And I suppose that what you have to, you know, what you have to also be clear on here is, you know, this isn't Stephen Mahon telling his story as such. It's it's Stephen Mahon passing on what an unnamed pal of Stephen Mahon has told him, yeah. you know, and, and we've spoken again, we've spoken about it before in the podcast, you know, racing is just horrendous for chit chat, you know, the, the nature of the sport, you know, staff, turnover, they move around in yards, they might leave on bad terms, and there's loads and loads of access to grinds, loads of, loads of jealousy, and if you, like I've said, I think I said it before, like if I repeated every kind of WhatsApp rumour I get sent over the course of a week, like everyone would think the game was burned to the ground, because you hear so much stuff, you know, the vast majority of which isn't true, um, but look, we'll, we'll, you know, Paul Kimmage is getting plenty of kind of time with this, because he has the reputation that he has, but you know it really does need to develop from here you know i you know we'll, we'll see what he comes out with next just, week, well just on the new but,
0: information kevin am i right am i right in saying that we didn't know um the, the substances itself uh, you know that that have been alleged obviously with the jim bulger pieces as well that paul kimmy has written on so we have um sastavarol or sastraviral and propavarol 100 being injected into the horse of so basically injectable testosterone am I right in saying that that is new information
1: um i look you anyone could go onto google and type in banned substances and pull something off the, off the internet if they yeah. wanted to it doesn't mean yeah. it's, it's it's the case um, but it's, you know, and there are little hints and things in there like that if one wanted to kind of put their investigator's hat on, they could certainly rule in and out certain areas of the country and things like that if they were so inclined. But look, we'll, we'll see what comes out next week. It feels like it's building to something. Uh, I thought it was curious the way the story was pitched in that it, you know, giving um, Stevens, you know, you know, childhood background and making allusions to that there may have been a, a miscarriage of justice, etc. I assume we're going to hear more about that next week. And look, if there was, Um, alleged shortcomings in the investigation, Um, you know, sure, I suppose Steve is entitled to to, to air his grievances if Paul Kimmich gives him the platform, but it would be, I feel, a a curious thing to do, given, as you mentioned, the the history.
2: Yeah, and one thing
0: to point out as well for people who haven't read the article is that um, Paul Kimmich does refer to Steve Mann's um, breaches of IHRB IHRB. Um, over the years but did not mention the most severe of those and the details around the case in 2007 which I thought was a pretty stark omission. Now maybe that will come in next week in the uh, subsequent follow-up to this we don't know but I, I would imagine it's pretty important information that if you're putting um, somebody's testimony forward as a, as a decent character witness in the story that you are aware of all the facts. Tony what was your impression when you read the story?
1: Um,
2: with Kev on Kev described it as a, a curious piece and it, and it was I'm um, just if you're Hanging your hat on a character like Stephen Marn, who we all we've all read the articles, we've all read, you know, the damning evidence of why he's got warned off. The thing that occurred to me: why would Paul Kimmage hang his hat on such a character? And, and I, I'm confused because he, Kimmage must know he was going to be laughed at, laughed out of town by bringing up this character as, as, as is his exhibit A kind of kind of thing. Um, he just, he just. It just, it just, it, I'm like to say, I'm confused. Why, why would he do that? And perhaps, perhaps there's more to come next week. But if you are, if, if part of the trade off in, in for the information he's got from Marn is he's going to defend his character next week, then he is he is badly mistaken and, and and he's he's made an error of judgment there. But in all of this, that said, I, I do look. Kevin mentioned about WhatsApp rumours. You know they were doing the rounds yesterday as well, naming names. Obviously, we're not going to go into that here. I think you'd be very, very naive to think that drugs isn't a big issue in the UK and Ireland, just as it is in America and other jurisdictions. Given that you know this is a this is a an industry funded by betting, etc. But and and when you come back to the credibility of the witness, I mean we've seen through time immemorial you, you have a situation whereby he, a lot of shady characters do turn queen evidence to you know uh, snitches whistleblowers etc so i wouldn't put his character against him as such uh, as being particularly relevant in this case because you know who would you go to to find out about you know nefarious activities and the person you know that was embroiled in them or in similar situations in the past so I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock him with that sick bed, but there was nothing, mu- there was nothing that much in there. And uh, I, 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 like to I said, I, I'm curious why you would bring up a character like that. It in, was a bit of a cliff. In in the end work. of the
0: article, the end of the article, Vanessa was a bit of a cliffhanger in that the, the way in which it was phrased was like, you know, the I of being inspectors rushed into Stephen's yard and Mahan's world came crashing down around him. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I'm finding it hard to, to to try and understand where Paul Kimmage is going to go with this. But can I get your overall sense of what you
3: read as well? Um, Yeah, much of what the boys have said in agreement with Tony in the sense of I was left confused. Somebody asked me to summarise the article for them last night because they hadn't had an opportunity to read it. And just like what Tony said, I got to the end of it and I just thought Kimmage is a smart guy. Hmm. Why is he? This doesn't make sense to me. This does not make sense to me. Why is he backing this guy? And if he is backing Mahan, then... He's not stupid, you know. Like Tony says, he he knows that people are going to laugh at him if this is his one sort of man to go the, in the witness box. But my takeaways from the article as a whole, like Tony says again, Stephen Mahana is the perfect whistleblower because his reputation is already in tatters. So. In many ways, Stephen Mahan was a golden nugget for Kimmich because Mm. nobody else with any sort of credible reputation was gonna put their head above the parapet. Whereas Mahan's reputation is in Tata's anyway. So he was perfect for Kimmich in that sense. Why all the fluff about his upbringing? This how he was as a child: the abusive father, the worried mum, the tough times, and all the yards, yada yada yada. I don't understand why that is in any way connected, except to fill the word count. Um, I just don't understand why that is relevant in any way. Well, it's, it's, only it's only relevant. It's only
0: yeah. It's only relevant, isn't it, Vanessa? If he is. Um, I guess, trying to paint Stephen Mann as a credible
3: witness. Yeah, exactly. So what he's trying to do is pave over all the stuff we have on record already about Stephen Mann by trying to paint this picture of this troubled guy who loved horses from when he was at school. So he's trying to sort of pull the wool over the reader's eyes ahead of next week's edition. Mm. But I guess all in all, the thing that wound me up the most is... You know, Kimmage is treating this like, and I get it, he's a journalist and he's there, you know, he's helping sell papers, whatever, but he's treating it like this is some sort of crime novel. And I feel like it's making a mockery of our sport. You know, there's no facts, there's no names, it's just hearsay. You know, you have Matt Chapman reading out emails on racing debate from an unnamed source, you have multiple messages flying around, and it's all death by a thousand cuts to racing. Because at the end of the day, racing needs to be transparent. And this whole situation is as clear as mud. And all these articles just add to the confusion and add to the upset. And it's people's livelihoods. It's not, it's not a soap opera. You're dealing yeah. with a million-pound industry. You're dealing uh, uh, with people's lives, and I man- feel like it's been treated like a soap opera. And I feel like this whole cliffhanger thing, even even the even the title of the piece and the front page, you know, racing's dirty secret, and this picture of Paul Kimmage with his arms crossed. You know, I feel like it's been treated like a soap opera, and that's and why. And it, at the end of the day, it's a mount. Like, Kimmage is just like a dog with a bone with this. He's unwilling to drop it, it's a passion project of his. And is it more about his ego now than the actual story?
0: Yeah, it's... and a picture of Stephen Mann's mother as well, sitting in the home kitchen with two um, religious candles in front of her.
2: All just trying to, for me, trying to paint a picture here that doesn't yeah. really stack. Well, that's, up. that's the unsettling thing, isn't it? I mean... It just reads like there's a trade-off. I'll give you the information, but you go and fight my corner about why I should be reinstated as a, as a trainer. Should
0: be should be mentioned as well, TC, that this this is a guy who has had four horses disqualified from racing for drugs offences of his own, and yet we haven't been,
2: well, certainly so far, we haven't heard Again, nothing of that. All, all I can all I can say is, I state, okay, I, I as a person he's not credible as a as a credible witness here. I can see it. But I don't see the way the article has been positioned uh, as, 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 as helping Kimmich's case whatsoever. It, it detracts from it. it I don't look. We're going to have to see what happens next week. But what I can say, and I agree with Kevin on this, we, we, we disagree on a few things here. But what I, what I would say is, if Kimmich didn't have the background of Lance Armstrong and he wrote this in isolation... Yeah. He'd be thrown he, out. You will be laughed out of court. Spot but but what Vanessa said here is because he's not a stupid guy, because he's got a, a bit of grounding uh, in this area, that people are giving him the benefit of the doubt. But there is, look, I, I do think racing has got a case to answer there. And I, like I said, it happens in every other single sport. So why, why should racing be any different? I do think that it's a matter of maybe when, and in, if not if, a big story comes out. However, as far as it stands, this is weak as piss. It really yeah. is. From what it we saw lame. there but it, it and,
1: just... and like I, I could be wrong in, in my reading of it uh, and the way the whole thing has been pitched I could be totally wrong this is just my opinion but it, it seems to me that the the angle that the, kind of the scene he's set on Sunday with a view to next Sunday yeah is that yeah. He's, he's going to raise concerns or, or doubts or allegations about the IHRB investigation that led to Stephen Mahan's most recent ban yeah uh, I feel that's the way it's being pitched because you know what, you know what, we know we, we obviously think Felix like Kimmage is you know focusing on the issue of drugs and racing, but throughout his coverage of racing, he's also you know focusing a lot on the IHRB and their shortcomings as regulators. And I feel that's where he's going with it, and mm. it you know it, he has to you know, and, and, and Mahan is, is the conduit for that, you know, and an extremely kind of unpleasant case, you know. And look at the end of the day, the IHRB could. Have made missteps in their investigation you know they don't exactly have a, have a wonderful track record of, of crossing crossing every and dotting every I. so look if there are concern legitimate concerns you know however abhorrent the the offenses war you know if there are legitimate concerns you know they're entitled to get a hearing so look we'll see what happens next week but i i don't know in the funness of time now if, if, if all involved will look back and, and wonder was this the the right way to go about doing what they're trying to do
3: and the last point on this, for any listeners, is obviously there's a lot of like um, reports of the, and referrals from hearings on the IHRB website, but really for me, when I read through them all last night, the one that's most significant, if you read anything ahead of whatever is to drop next Sunday from Paul Kimmage, read the referral from the 3rd of June, because that's the case that Kevin's just referred to there, the most recent one, and go to points 10 to 29 specifically and then um, you'll get a handle on the sort of person we're dealing with here. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of fluff around it. The drugs case in particular, you can kind of buy into the excuses that Maham made, but go to the 3rd of June hearing, where 10 to 29, take 10 minutes of your day.
2: Read Let, that. Let's, let's just concentrate on the facts next week rather than the, yeah. Because yeah. the yeah. character, because yeah. the character, is unsavoury but he could come out it's, it's like the dominant cummings well course.
0: depending depending on what facts are presented and, and if
1: yes, exactly, there are facts yeah but i suspect there's good i well again i could be totally wrong i don't foresee a, a, you know further development on this trainer x john doe thing you know and that's what we want to hear about really yeah. you know because yeah. this, this yeah. is the thing that frustrates us all like again to repeat it like we we all want anyone that's thinks booted yeah. out you know, but, but we're just not getting anywhere with all this. And like Vanessa says, we're, we're not getting anywhere. The only place we're getting is dragged through the mud as a sport. And, you know, again, if, if, if you know punishments have to be dished out and high profile cases have to come i think we'd, we'd all we'd all cop that you know for the greater good long-term good but like it's all just negative mudslinging and, and insinuations and rumors now and that's just it's you know a little bit of it you put up with but it's been 18 months like it's just getting it's getting a okay. bit frustrating now wait wait and see what comes up um, next week uh, thank you all for that and
0: um, we do have of questions to get through and um, I'm uh, just going to kick off with some from the weekend and we've covered a lot of these already, but uh, Jimmy Nolan says, can you rate Dagio's performance? Uh, didn't, I don't know what to make of a champion hurdle, potential or not. Well, uh, I think, um, as you heard there, um, both TC and Vanessa were pretty impressed by his performance in behind Goshen. So um, hopefully that dealt with that, Jimmy. Phil Malcolm says, and the past month has seen tremendous weight carrying performances from Royal Guy, Brave Man's Game and Bristol Demai. Does this mean we can hope for a shift in policy with trainers once again, regularly take tackling handicaps with top class horses? If you're Kevin Blake, you're hoping so. He's bashing this drum for a while. and um, hopefully mm-hmm. it does, but um, I guess uh <clears throat> we we'll wait and see. Um, David Brown says, Why does Gaushan not get um, why does Goshen, Goshen get such a hard time for opponents? Yesterday it was that you can't trust him and the likes. Look at his record. If he goes the right way around, he runs his race nearly every single time he tries to start out. I wouldn't mind owning him uh, as opposed to a road like him. That's fair enough. Dude, and, that's um, a syndrome.
1: There, there, there should be a name on that. Like if a horse. Fails at the Cheltenham Festival when there's expectations yeah. that will follow them around for a long time yeah. unless they go yeah. and even Hurricane Fly. I think his first defeat in the Champion Hurdle ruined him with the public for a long time, really? even though he went yeah. back over and won a couple.
2: I tell you, you what, know, yeah. I, I long you memories. They, they can win as well and still uh, uh, still uh, diminish their reputation. Remember Mike Bite? Oh, Christ! Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, he, he actually fought back and won the race, and he still got yeah. powers yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Absolutely, I know, but what a game! Ed Johnson says, why do trainers default to use ground as an excuse when a horse runs poorly? For example, Nicholson, St. Calvados and Henderson, Mr. Fisher, shouldn't they know beforehand and not race if they're concerned about it? Well, wasn't St. Calvados bleeding afterwards? Um, yeah, he, so. he
2: bled and he did have some heavy ground form as well. I know Nichols running better ground for him, but Mr. Fisher, I was very surprised yeah. I didn't pull him out. Okay,
0: Racing Tips and Guinness Sip says, uh, to resurrect a previous question of mine discussed on the show following yesterday, how much more patiently must waiting patiently wait, easy for you to say, for a happy retirement to the field? Not one for four years, pulled up last three starts in April 21. It's time, guys, it's time. He's been retired right? he Well done. So you preempted your own answer, brilliant. Uh, Burrington Bertie says, and uh, one, while he had to win to get into a Cheltenham handicap, has no risk at all. Completely blown his Mark, and that two uh, been done to death. So maybe not worth the revising. But another week, another gaggle of poor small field, great races. Yeah, we're not going to hear that again. Birdie. Yeah, he was in a tricky
1: position because he was off by well, one two seven, which is kind of too low to get in. Yeah. But like, if you, if you, I think one thirty got in last yeah. year, but but the, the bottom weights are likely to be lower this, or sorry, higher this season. I suspect. So you might want yeah. to be kind of one thirty three, four, five. So you're in a you're in a tricky spot. You have to win but you can't win too easily. So it's it's, it's difficult, in fairness, especially when all yeah. your opposition fall out the back of the telly.
0: Conor <laughs> says, heavy ground and Haydock seems to require a reading all of its own, despite the eventual ease. Hillcrest won. Do you think this close to the festival, it'll leave a mark? Personally, I believe there's a heavy ground Haydock bounce factor.
2: Mm.
3: Yeah, I was a, I was a bit worried about that. Having when I watched the replay back, I know he won really easily. So at first glance, you're like, Nah, nah, he'll be fine, he'll be fine. Mm. But the way in which Greenbrook folded the way in such a fashion, and the only horse to come out of the pack got within a good hmm. like it was a good distance back to the second hmm. i know he pulled yeah. up and he looked fine but i definitely he's a big raw horse and i know he's a seven-year-old but it would be a factor i think for me yeah and he, okay. and he
2: did and he post a very very good time there so it must have taken something out of him. it must have yeah
3: done, yeah yeah
0: it has to and um, michael kennedy says goran free to the rafters free entrance Discuss. well brilliant isn't it i mean that's great when it happens i think mean, yeah, yeah. Happy, it, happy days. 40, they've got uh, happy days.
2: the reschedule meeting tomorrow they've got that free uh free entrance as well brilliant
1: yeah, Excellent. Gordon's a great track, in fairness. They do they do a very good job there, a particularly good job, I think. Um, yeah, it's yeah, great, for, great to see for, him get rewarded. Is that yeah. in
0: is that in is that in the van, Tony? Is it in the van? Uh, I, I, I
2: deliberately, I deliberately didn't mention the racetrack because I, I don't know, <laughs> do you, I, I don't I know how to you bloody did. say it, do I? I know you <laughs> do, <laughs> Lavin. I tell you what, that Goran Clark, of course, he was milking it on Twitter the other day. <laughs> 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 he said, oh, there's another tree that's fallen down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, oh, yeah, it's it's
0: oh, it's windy. Oh, it's windy. We right, haven't right, so spoken right. about Tiger Roll and um, the O'Leary's um, um, over the last week, which obviously was big news. Slabber says, why is it OK for national weights to be released more than six weeks prior to the race? and horses down the handicap. Example Q 67 does not have his rating adjusted for a win to definitely get a run. Is this fair when looking at how the system works for all other races? But on the wider scope as well, um, what are our views on Tiger Roll not running? Is it the death of the Grand National? Tony Callum thinks nobody's going to watch it. With <laughs> <Rolls up> there. <laughs> a
2: Barry Hearn, Jesus Christ, man. Oh, it'd be like Wimbledon without Federer and all that crap. Oh, we need more personalities in the sport, whether two-legged or four-legged. Yeah, let's just invent them, shall we? Yeah, yeah, I, I do, it. I do, I
1: do agree with him. I, yeah, you can't invent a
2: personality, forward. can you?
1: But you can encourage yeah. people to be themselves. Like we talked about it before. Like there's some brilliant characters in racing, and you put a yeah. you put a camera in front of them, and all of a we, sudden they become yes sir, no sir. If no, you yeah, encourage
0: yeah, yeah. Josh Murphy <laughs> to be <laughs>
2: himself, it would be, be failing every yeah, test speaking, every single day.
0: Be, Speaking of cameras in front of people, Oshie Murphy has uh, signed up for one of these uh, fly-on-the-wall documentaries as well. This is part of his um, you know, cathartic you know, rehabilitation process. Kev, is he going to come back and the public are going to embrace him till their bosom once again?
1: And I think the documentary actually covers a lot of the, uh, was it last season, you yeah, know? It was, so yeah. it'd be it, fascinating yeah. to see kind of how warts and all it is. But um, Sherlock Oshie is in the news. He, his hearing is tomorrow, his, his delayed hearing and um, actually, look, we discussed it at the time, like it's going to be, I, I, he was on a podcast, actually, a non-racing podcast there about a month ago, I only listened to it the other day, you know, and he seemed quite resigned to the fact that he was going to be off the track for, for a long time, you know, he was completely... Wasn't entertaining the notion that he'd be in a position to defend this mm. champion jockey title. Um, and sure, look, we discussed it at the time. I wrote about it at the time. Got, got the most odd volley of abuse from Oshi Murphy fans for, for simply uh laying out you know the charges faced and the potential punishments. Um, and sure, look, when you read it, unless they they take a, an extremely uh, sympathetic view of all that's happened, you know, it'd be remarkable if he didn't get six months. And he could yeah. potentially get, it'll be backdated mm-hmm. to the beginning of December, um, but right. he, he could potentially get a lot more. So we'll see how it pans out, you know, look, as has been mentioned again, and the, the critics love to love to ignore it. You know, we all ultimately want the best for Murphy and hope that he, he sorts out the uh, the issues that he clearly has and, and gets back mm-hmm. into being champion jockey for, you know, and right ride, ride at the top level for decades to come. But he, he does yeah. need to make some changes.
0: There Hashtag Bleg hates Murphy. Okay, Daniel Hodgson with the National <laughs> Weights now out. Um, are there any that you talk on a nice stadium, Mark? Or is it early fans for the race? Well, obviously, TCC's think that the boat woo, woo, got a d- decent mark. So Santini for him. Stuart Ackister says, mentioned it the other day, is it time the Grand National just used the actual handicap system rather than having their own handicaps? I yes. know that's half the drama, half the drama. is. That- uh,
1: it, it's a funny uh, thing though, Hugh. I'm writing about it. I'm at the races column this week for their crack. So I, lo- I love winding people up about handicap marks. But I actually, for all that O'Leary's response, like some of the things he said that like, were completely kind of way over the top and, you know, insulting, personally insulting Martin Greenwood was really out of line. I actually think they have an argument on his mark, for, for sure. sure. Like, I, I really think they do. Um, like, if you if, Kevin, you, if
0: you... if you did not like his mark, run him over fences and the handicapper could then look at it. Well, they,
1: they did. They ran the twice over fences and he, he couldn't raise a gallop. Um, like, people were saying he should have run in the beach or maybe he could have, but, like, mm. in the wider context of how older horse, how aggressively older horses are being dropped, um, you know, this year, you know, a five-pound drop, you know he hasn't What won- it was three years ago that he won the race he's a 12 year old you know he, yeah I he's, he's, I he's, he's run one race of note in the last three years really and, and like there's, there's two other points that make like i am really uncomfortable with the emphasis they put on cross-country form you know yeah. when, when coming up with handicap marks for the likes of him and easy's land like cross-country races with the greatest respect to everyone like they're for pensioners and misfits and quirk hey, bags you know hey, like they're hey. Like they're, they're not what you describe as solid pieces of form compared with you know um, conventional handicap chases and graded chases. Yeah. Yet okay. the last three winners of it have been given ratings of 167 after winning it. You know, I'm, I'm just not comfortable with that at all. Yeah, and I'm also White not comfortable with it. Huh? <laughs> Wake <White laughs> me up when
2: you finish, Huh? <laughs> Wait me up when you finish. Yeah, and, la-
1: and last one, I'm not comfortable with this injury factor as well. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe 10 years ago when the fences were actually different. Uh, You know, really different to what they jump all the time. But now since they changed the fences, like I don't think it's that far removed from a from a typical, you know, marathon handicap chase. So, you know, given Manila times 15 pounds for winning the national like that, I I thought they had an even bigger case than Tiger Roll did. And and Henry did mention it. But uh, I thought that was violent treatment.
0: RIP the Irish chances of injury right many 1602 says it is acceptable in 2022 that any yard is given notification of a stable inspection by authorities. Um, I I think that
1: relates to the Kimmage article and I think that's that's mistaken. Uh, It wasn't the case. My reading of it, it wasn't the case that the yard was kind of given notice that an inspection was coming. There was a pre arranged inspection because there was some sort of change of address of the trainer um, or the pre trainer because, um, you know, pre trainers can be linked to a trainer's license now um Mm. to to allow ease of movement of horses and if one of those pre-training yards moved the dress which is what it sounds like happened here and the IHRB would go in to to inspect the premises etc to to make sure that Mm. everything's everything's in order so again if that's what that's what the IHRB have said it was um Mm. because I know like unannounced inspections are unannounced um, yeah. And they do, they do tend to cause mayhem because it's obviously okay. a huge inconvenience for a trainer with the IHRB roll in and want to inspect um, and yeah. test dozens of horse.
0: Anthony Ryan says, finding it harder and harder to get a decent bet on it. The race tracks, race course bookmakers forever uh, whinging. Uh, there's no business. All they want to do is feed back into the machine. And if not enough available on the machine, then the bet has declined. Uh, surely on course books must lay a certain figure, Thomas Calvin. Just
2: very quickly, I'm assuming he might be referring to the Irish market. Because if you yeah. if you listen to lights of Simon Not and Barry Piddington, uh, mm. uh, there's there's a lot more money in the, in the English rings. And in fact, there's one firm going around taking their trousers, the on-course bookmaker's trousers down at the moment. So oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know where he gets that from. Yeah,
0: okay. And last two questions then. Dave Parry says, and we'll get to, 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 to some more next week and the ones that we haven't got in. Dave Parry says, should we be worried about Nicky Henderson's yard form six winners from 38 in February? Should we be worried? It's no. February, lads. I don't need to
3: Yeah, calm down. Yeah.
0: And Stephen Holmes says, how upset are you that the show wasn't nominated for Sports Podcast of the Year? I just no question. Just wanted to say how much I enjoy the podcast. I look forward to it accompanying me on my walk every Monday. <laughs> Stephen, lovely one to finish up. We are absolutely devastated. I, I mean, I devastated. Did guy, I did ask the guy. I did ask
2: the guy to send me a list of the po- uh, nominated podcasts. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah good ones, <laughs> It yeah, just no, shows to true. show how, how toxic betting and yeah. racing-related podcasts are.
0: No. But Stephen, we couldn't give a Fiddlers, to be quite honest with it. Thank you so much for the it comments, that awesome. We do appreciate it. And my thanks to Tony Calvin, to Kevin Blake, and to Vanessa Royal. We are done. Uh, make sure you tune in to Racing Only Better. At the end of this week, we're hopefully we can be steer for next weekend. and gamble responsibility as always. Enjoy the week.